Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, thank you once again for joining the great Malenko as he presents... Trapped in a Plastic! All right, we're back at it. We are. Another day, another podcast, another chicken tendy in my pocket. <laughs> Keep it for some, later. Some bet that I inevitably lose. <laughs> yes! We need to do more bets. We do. Well... <laughs> they don't only work out very nicely for me. I know, but I like tendies. <laughs> and free tendies <laughs> are the best Who doesn't like tendies? Vegetarians. Right. But yeah. there are veggie tendies. Vendies. <laughs> <laughs> Comment below if you're a vendy lover. Yeah. My buddy who we play D&D at, his wife is a vegetarian. And she has a variety of vendies in the freezer. Does she? Yeah. She might like be the connoisseur. Vendi, maybe like a bean vendi. I don't know what they're made out of. I think we're saying Wendy with like a German accent. <laughs> yeah, Vendi. 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 <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Hand me the tendy, Vendi. Oh, <laughs> uh, one time I was getting ice out of her freezer and I accidentally knocked the bag of vendies wasn't all the way closed. And I had the drawer kind of pulled out, and I knocked half of the bag of Vendies in the back bottom of the freezer. You know, like when you pull the thing out, you can't get back there. No. There was like 20 Vendies back there. Oh, it's like where the, 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 the freezer's on the bottom of the fridge? Yes. And, okay, okay. And then when you... It's, there's a basket that you can pull out. This is like a fancy fridge. It's not... I mean, it's kind of fancy. I have a common kind of, folk fridge where yeah. the fridge is on top and... It's just a hole in your backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could work. <laughs> right. You ever go to the farmer's market and like in, in winter, the meat guys, they don't use coolers anymore because it's stupid. Yeah. All the meat's just out on the table because right. it's freezing outside. Yeah. Um, it works. I think it's beautiful. I it's get a better look at all my meats. That's the one great side of being in Minnesota in the winter. You don't got to pay for a freezer at the farmer's market. Yeah. If you ever have peeps over to your house, like you people from the South understand this, Everyone can bring all their beer and booze and stuff. Oh, and yeah. you just throw it on the deck. Just put it exactly <laughs> on the deck. Yeah. It's in the snowbank. Oh, man, you just bought that from the shelf from the liquor store. It's, it's warm. Just throw it in a snowbank. Put it in the snowbank. We'll drink it in a half hour. Easy peasy. We got it easy. I got a story. You got a story. I do. I'm a fan. It's about Vendies? No, it's not about Vendies or Wendy or Tendies. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I'm a fan of Rodrigo Acore. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah, I got a crush on him. Uh-huh. He probably doesn't know who I am. Um, and uh, I got a little email in my email of all places saying Odd. that Rodrigo did a video series on a site called Miniature Mentor. And I was like, there's nothing about how this guy paints anywhere on the internet other than on his Instagram. I want to see his process. I want to mm. see how he does things. Okay, so I was hyped. Video series cost 25 bucks. Easy. I I would have bought it for a lot more. Um, Shh, don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. Uh, but, okay, that, that comes with a little bit of a caveat. Started to watch the thing. Uh, oh, this is not going well already. And I've owned a Miniature Mentor video series before, so I kind of knew what to expect, and I was unfortunately not proven wrong. Mm-hmm. So if I could give this a rating, it'd be like a hard 5 out of 10. Not awful. Not useless by any stretch of the imagination. It's the shots are clear and crisp and in focus and zoomed in and they're never out of focus. Okay. okay? Because there's a camera operator. Good. It's so that, if, if that is good enough for you, head over there, pick up some from some phenomenal artists. You get phenomenal artists to do this. The problem is that it seems like the thing is not planned out at all. Oh. Okay. So you have this narrator who's also the camera op who 
seems to be trying to fill the space by just talking um but basically trying to figure out what the painter is doing it's like this let the guy explain what he's doing now sometimes the painter doesn't speak english very well in this case rodrigo doesn't speak english very well so maybe he's trying to explain what he's doing without necessarily exactly knowing what's going on okay so there's no curriculum planned out it's basically watch this really good guy paint his model that's that's what it is and that's what it should be advertised as and that's what you want it's it's absolutely perfect but I find myself just being kind of frustrated. Um, they don't like they don't explain the paints being used, uh, like the names or anything. Every once in a while, they'll cut to the palette, so you'll see that. Um, but you don't get to know what colors he's using. So if you wanted to follow along, um, you couldn't. Um, that's frustrating as well. Hmm. There's a lot of area of improvement, but it has the bones to be something really great. Um, something. But you know, as a video maker, I can complain because I'm that's that's the area where I operate. Yeah, so I have kind of more of a snarky opinion than maybe the average miniature painter might have. Did you did you learn his process at all? Yes. Um. So in the beginning, there was a few frames describing how he paints. The impression that I got was that after this narrator had watched Rodrigo paint for ten to twenty hours. He jotted down notes and figured it out and also talked about it in the course of the video. And it was like, huh, it'd be a good idea to summarize it at the beginning of the video. <laughs> so at the beginning of the video, it's summarized with these screens of text. Uh-huh. And then the rest of the video's narration is just him explaining the Same text oh, in, a yeah. bad, in a bad way. Because it's like he's just, he's just riffing the entire time. Oh. He's like, he's either complimenting Rodrigo or he's talking about his other videos he did or how, how it compares to other painters. It's basically him, it's like waxing poetic about mm. like fancy miniature painters. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, this, I'd rather listen to like lo-fi electronic music than listen to you talk about yeah. the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, just show me the stuff and don't let it noise (laughs) get noise (laughs) but yeah I mean there are tons of great painters go check them out I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch that since you already paid the $25 I'm just gonna watch yours he watermarks the videos so you can't share them I I just pull it up on your computer yeah while you're pooping later okay you're welcome (laughs) to my computer while I'm pooping yeah I know the password password is password (laughs) (laughs) um I, I have two stories all right Okay. The first one is, um, I was listening to, uh, listening to, watching to a painting um, interview with Caleb Wissenbeck. Oh. Um, and he was on Useless Wizards Twitch stream. Okay. Recently, I like Useless Wizard. We met him last year at Adepticon. Yeah. He. Uh. He's. Is he a patron? Yes, he is. Yeah. I think. Pretty he sure is. he is. Yeah. I think so. Um, I, I know. I'm a nerd. Looks like he's. You know, he's got a big old ginger beard. Hell yeah. Uh, just the, the most mellow, gentle guy ever. And when, uh, it was super funny when I watched, I haven't watched one of his interviews. He's got interviews with the artists on there and he's got like Sam Lenz on there. He's got, he's got some, some good people. Yeah. And <laughs> the way he has his camera set up for his interview shots is it's his face and then their face. But his camera is so close to his face. <laughs> you see every little expression it's so fun to watch. And not I'm not making fun of it. It's actually just literally entertaining for me to watch him like react to when Caleb was saying things. And Caleb's is 
camera's further away, so it's not it like the dichotomy made it even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Kayla was talking about the fact he talked about something that really hit home to me, and I wonder if it's a if it's a kind of a a, a vein that is something that a lot of us miniature painters have, especially those that like really try hard miniature painters. Oh yeah. And he's talked about, he was very much, how he got into miniature painting. He's very much addicted to MMOs. Okay. Um, like really having a negative impact on his life. And, Interesting. And he decided to like get into the hobby or get back into uh, really, you know, try it out again from from when he was a kid like early teens t- as a way to fill the void of just cold turkey quitting mmo video games everquest and <laughs> world of warcraft okay and i think caleb and i must be about the same age because they're really it fell in line with the the <laughs> issues in my life that happened because of mmos that i mean was, everquest was prime time for you yeah like yeah. i was when they talk about EverQuest being Evercrack, like I was an addict. The first kid to die because of a video game was because of EverQuest. Yeah. Due to, due to exhaustion. Yeah. I think. I think he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't handle the heat. Yeah. I did, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd stay up for two days straight trying to camp an item and whatever, get delirious and whatever. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It was bad. So I, he's like, I have an addictive personality. And that, in a way, worked its way into the miniature painting side of things, of being really hyper-focused and really, like, investing your thoughts outside of when you're doing the thing and always kind of stewing on it, thinking about it. When When you're doing it, you're trying to, you know, be the best you can at it and really kind of... You know, sometimes in an unhealthy way, but it can be, depending on, I guess, what the the habit is a healthy obsession that drives you to a higher level of miniature painting. Okay. And when he said that, I was like, holy crap, that it struck a chord with me. I'm like, I think I'm the same way. I think that I get so invested in a thing. Like I don't do other things that much. And if I do like, getting like getting my basement finish or whatever that becomes my obsession for the short time sure until it's and done. then yeah yep and then i can't even really get into mini painting very well again like I, i'm not in a groove i'm not in that obsessive obsessive mindset until i finish that other thing or give up on that and come back <laughs> um i don't know i just want to bring that up because it's just like hit me hard sure. i don't know if that, yeah you relate to that at all or... i'm sure people relate to that in a big way um I think there was a time and a place where, I don't know, I think I've, I, when it comes to being an obsessive personality or having one, I think I'm middle of the road when it comes to being addicted to stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, can I differentiate between that desire and also the desire to be a tryhard? Is there a difference? I think there's a, because I like to know that whenever I'm doing something, I'm doing it the best that I could be doing it with the time that I've given myself to practice it. Um, and maybe that's not even necessarily true. Like there are video games that I refuse to play because I can't practice them adequately to be bare minimum what I want to be. Because if I am not that bare minimum, I will be frustrated. Mm-hmm. One of these games is Overwatch. Mm. I love that the concept of that game, but I can't play it because I know I will suck at it and it'll make me so angry to suck at it. 
Um, we're not at a point in our life where we can commit the amount of hours to not suck. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I think I think there is uh, there's some kind of Venn diagram there. Yeah. Yeah. Where they they intersect or they run parallel very closely to each other. Yeah. Um, and I I think that's probably the case where at a certain point you're try hard when it gets to be the thing that you are committed to you cross over to some level even if it's a mild level of addiction to that purpose sir i mean when you look at um uh picasso painting you know 8000 works of art in his life yeah that that is that's obsession yeah right? that is who he is so but that is what it takes I mean, maybe not 8,000. You're not going to paint 8,000. It was a lot. It was <laughs> a lot. buttload. It's like he's known for specific things, but he has so much more work than what he's just known yeah. for. Yeah. So, I mean, that that becomes tied to who you are, and that is part of who you are as a person is, is pretty huge. And to commit that, I think, is more than it, it's tryharding is there, and then it's you're kind of it's the next step beyond that it's the evolution of tryharding yeah and maybe it's healthier to not take that next step yeah i mean i've definitely i've definitely gone down that rabbit hole i mean i've, I've played world of warcraft for hundreds of hours i've played other video games for hundreds of hours to be good at them and to you know whatever accomplish things but it never translated to miniature painting maybe it did when i was younger but not not so much anymore i think i had i don't know if i should even share this I think in my main well, character, my main character on EverQuest. This is—I don't even think this is before I quit, but at some point near the end of my EverQuest timeline, um, I was at about 850 days played. Yeah. Well, was some of that just AFKing somewhere? Um, that was just my main character. When you when you uh, AFK in the bazaar to sell your goods, it's on a mule. It's not on your main character. Oh, interesting. 850 days. That's 850 uh, Earth days. That's 24 hours per day said there of being logged in playing that character. Yeah. That's a lot. That is that is not Do you good. regret it? Uh, yes. You do? <laughs> uh, yes. I don't it, regret playing WoW or any game that I got addicted to. Okay. I started that game my senior year in high school, and I played that through after graduating college. So- the parts at which most influenced my life was my college life. I mean, you turned out great. I turned out all right. I could be a rich architect, <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I had a I have a druid, a wood elf druid. <laughs> that's that's pretty okay for a 2010 standards. Freaking pimp druid, but uh, you know, eh, yeah. So. I, I did not take full of, although I made great friends and had great experiences in college, much of which were related to MMOs <laughs> in real life of like people that I found that also played it. But yeah, yeah, there was a lot of things I didn't do because I was in my room playing MMOs. <laughs> that, I always find that an interesting question because people always ask me is like, like my brother-in-law always kind of teased me because like whenever he came over when I was uh, between freshman year and sophomore year of high school is when it was really crazy for me in World of Warcraft. He was like, are you going to regret this? And I never did. And I still don't. 
I don't know. It was just a way mm-hmm. I, I loved it. And I, I, I look back on it with fondness, but I, I can see maybe if it was college, maybe having a little bit more regret. Maybe yeah. I played, I played world of Warcraft when it launched for a while too. And I, I, for some reason the game wasn't, didn't hit me from that like heroin addict level. <laughs> um, well maybe cause it was never cause it was new and fresh. Yeah. I mean, cause world of Warcraft was, you know, like fluffy mode compared to EverQuest. Okay. I mean, it was easy, but, uh, so maybe that's why it's like, it's like, Oh, pfft. I feel like a, like an old military veteran. I was just like, oh man, I was a numb. These kids are crazy. They don't, they don't understand. They don't understand this. How easy they got it. Um. All right. So that was my first story. Uh, my second one. Thirty minutes deep. Yeah. Uh, my second one was uh, last night. I was cooking through our Google Doc and cooking, about things it? to to put on for our show notes oh, for okay, today. Okay. Okay. And I wrote all I wrote down on the start segment was my cat is fat and i wrote that because i wanted to insult him because i want him to feel bad (laughs) because he is a jerk animal lovers are crying out right now yeah um his name is dobby he is a house cat i mean have you seen the second harry potter yeah dobby is kind of a jerk yeah oh yeah like he has best of intentions so this is a fulfilling prophecy right yes here. Uh, yes it certainly is yeah he i wish my cat would beat himself in the head with the lamp <laughs> um he's about he's a kitten so he's about seven eight months old but he's just a giant fat monster and i realized why i, I couldn't figure out why he kept getting bigger and bigger he's super big he's a big long tomcat but i couldn't figure out how he's getting so fat until one day i'm working from home I hear this crunching, crunching, crunching. I'm like, what the hell is this? I go around. I'm like, oh, Remus went back in there. Uh, no, uh, we, we have a mud room where we keep Remus's food and water. Well, apparently, since this cat has been a little baby kitten, he goes in there and he eats all the dog's food. Oh! He eats the, the adult dog food, which are like basically like the size of Fruit Loops. <laughs> and he crunches them up and he eats his weight in, in freaking dog loops. All, all day when we're at work. I'm like, you little shithead. That's not why I'm mad at him. I don't care if he's fat. My daughter calls him a penguin because when he sits up, his fat folds hang over his feet like like penguins feet oh, what they do when they sit on their eggs. I feel bad for Dobby because his secret has been revealed now and now he's going to be a hungry little kitty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I closed like, that door to the mudroom now. He can't get that oh, yeah. extra num-nums. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not hard on him because he's fat. I'm hard on him because the little bastard <laughs> has acquired a new taste. And his new taste is the little plastic clear caps that you put on the tips of your paintbrushes. Oh, yeah. To keep the tips from getting smashed. So very easily lost. He goes up on my paint desk, knocks off my paintbrushes, goes on the floor, and chews on the caps while they're still on the brush. Oh, wow. So I have... I don't know. I came back yesterday and there was my Raphael at 404 size one. There was a Windsor and Newton size zero and Windsor and Newton size two. (laughs) All chewed the hell up. Now, they're currently uh, in intensive care (laughs) with some Masterson brush soap soaking, bandaging their wounds and seeing if I can get the tips back and if he hasn't chewed through enough weasel bristles. To make them useful. He probably smelled the weasels out. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And he just chewed on that. So that little bastard, I don't, 
Apparently, I got to store my paintbrushes somewhere else. So he's fat. Dobby, you're fat. I hate you. <laughs> you're fat, you're ugly, and you're mean. You're mean. No one likes he you, is, Dobby. He is pretty adorable, though. He sleeps right behind my knees every night. Behind your knees? Yeah, I sleep on my side, and he oh. goes right, comes right up behind my knees. Okay. And then whenever I try to move, I can't because I feel like I'm drowning. Yeah, you're going to crush him. Yeah. I'm not going to crush him. I, he just He's so big, he, he quish, squishes all the, the cushions down. <laughs> not cushions. Blankets down. And so I can't move. <laughs> you, ever, you ever had that? Like when you're sleeping yeah. and it's like it affects your dream. You feel like I'm, I'm like I'm I'm wrapped up in something. I'm drowning in rope. Possibly. Because my freaking cat doesn't allow me to move. I'm yeah. Sleeping. It's surprising how such a small creature can seemingly take up so much space in yes. your bed by just being in the wrong spot. Yes. Like right in the center. Yes. It's just like, yeah, moose does it all the time. Moose. God damn it, Moose. Damn you, Moose. <laughs> Those are my stories. Good stories. Yeah. We got a special episode today. We, we got a, a guesty guest. Do you want to talk about what we painted first? Yeah, but I just want to give a little a little prequel. Okay, because the thumbnail is not going to have his face in it. Oh, shit. It will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will. That's all right. It's special. We got Sam Lens on. <laughs> John's taking him for a ride. Yeah, you get the goobs. You get. The, I got the goobs. I get the... Samson. You got the soup. Samsonite. The Sam, the soup, the lubes. Yeah, that doesn't work out very well. <laughs> Did you just call him lubes? Because I was thinking goobs and then I was Lens, like, you know. lubes. Exactly. Yeah, let's do that. You should call him lubes. <laughs> See how he likes that? <laughs> hey, Sam, you like lubes? <laughs> All right. All right. We're good. <laughs> we'll proceed. <laughs> uh, what did you paint? Um, Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm not going to laugh. Cause uh, I, so, okay, I'm on a little holiday break right now. Yeah. I'm playing video games. Mm-hmm. This space is getting renovated. Mm-hmm. Um, had a contractor come out and put some outlets in the ceiling. Look at that. Did they have right to, there. Did they have to cut into your ceiling at no, all? No, not at all. How? So I have these fixtures up here. Oh, you can pop the fixture out. And they're not, there was, there was power lines running in my ceiling, not attached to the switch. So... They're on their own power. Then I don't got to flick the switch to turn them on. They're just power lines. And they had long enough drills to drill in this channel. Sure. Out oh. to the left and right uh, and, and run wires and to them. And just cut a box. Oh. Yeah. And so I was like, how much more difficult would it have been if I tried to do this myself? I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't even yeah. have looked in that. They had they ran the lines from that fixture over there. That's where the power uh. was, apparently. Um, I would never have known that. But they figured it out, got it done in two hours, and they're out. Damn. And so yeah, best case scenario right there. That's amazing. Yeah, and uh, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I've already explained it to Steve, but I explained it to the sprues and spruettes. I'm gonna put some metal scaffolding in the ceiling. Think like a very simple little metal cube, um, that I can rig lights and my camera to, and maybe a microphone. I haven't decided if I'm gonna do that yet. But this is gonna allow me to get a bunch of stands off the ground, and also all the cables are gonna stay on the ceiling, so there's no cables anywhere, no tripping hazards. Just making the quality of life easier here in Miniac HQ and also Tup HQ yeah. for the time being, at least. Yeah, Tupperware HQ. So I haven't done a lot of painting. I've done some things that are, I like to say, hobby adjacent, um, and I'll explain those. I uh, I started to assemble my Slaves to Darkness box. I bought the, I bought the STD. <laughs> what a terrible acronym. <laughs> I bought that box. You got uh, STD. Okay. Yeah, I got some STDs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> more than one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I got quite a few. Um, Thanks. But I, I assembled the big bad STD. 
Oh, the dude on lizard. Yeah, dude on lizard. Dude on lizard. I believe um, that's the official name. Is dude on lizard. Yeah, not gonorrhea. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, he's the one that excites me the most. The way he's put together is absolutely bizarre. You would think that, like, okay, the writers one like sub assembly. The lizard is another sub. Uh-huh. It's not like the lizard's sides have his legs his... on them. Oh, so I don't like that. It's be- frustrating a little. It bit. makes it. Like it makes it harder to do any kind of conversions. With it them. does, yeah. Or but paint them separately in a way that kind of makes sense. The plus side of that is, is that oftentimes, dudes that are writing something, their legs, it it's it's easy to make it not quite fit just yeah. right where the they circumference just kind of, isn't right. Yeah. yeah, it just kind of feels like they're just like they're like bold. touching in like two spots, but like yeah. nowhere else. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't feel quite right. So. Right. That's true. I get. I, I think you know six and one half dozen of another. Yeah, we'll be alright. So, yeah. are you gonna? What are you doing with all those? Are you gonna know. play that army? No. Good because I, I hear they suck. <laughs> no. Okay. So my plan was I'm gonna make a video. Uh, There's a patient requested video about how to come up with a scheme, and I thought it'd be good to do an army that I uh, know nothing about and uh, haven't ever painted before. And I think still look cool. And also they're the new hotness. So it's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're dinging a lot of bells here. Sure. Um, so I'm going through this process about how I would approach painting an army and coming up with a scheme for it. Uh, hilariously, Goobertown is doing the exact same video with the exact same box, but his approach is much different. Um, you must crush him. <laughs> I'll try. Uh, but basically my approach is is one that's very in- invested in lore. So I bought a box called Scur- a box, a book called Scourge of Fate. Mm. And I'm reading through it and I'm taking notes uh about you know things that I discover about Slaves of the Darkness that, that will influence uh the paint scheme. For instance, they're incredibly religious people. Um did not know. They, to, they to Archeon? Um well they constantly talk about something called the Eightfold's Path. The number eight keeps coming up nonstop, but they, they have this religious zeal to the, the eightfolds path, which is like their journey with chaos or something oh. like that. So I didn't, I didn't know how religious they were, but maybe that will inspire uh, putting some like religious markings on mm. them, like some easy stripes or some whatever, like whatever, like tribe they're in stuff like that. They're very devoted to a, a cause. Um, and so I think there's like the, is it, it might be like the eight steps of ascension to like, demonhood or something like that. that that sounds good yeah maybe yeah. um but yeah so that 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 is an example of a thing that i did not know beforehand but since reading the lore which just applies to any game because all mm. games have lore about their armies right um that you can figure out and that can inspire your paint scheme um so yeah I'm, like, i got the juices flowing about how i would paint them and stuff like that and i'm gonna kind of you know run through a few test models and come up with something that i actually like um that's kind of the first thing that was, I mean, I didn't even finish assembling them, so <laughs> I can't take credit for a lot of this. Man on lizard, half assembled. That's Yes. That's, the other thing was I talked to you about, I've had a lot of ideas for Golden Demon running through my head, and they're all good ideas that I want to do at some point, but maybe they're a little bit too difficult to accomplish. Maybe I just need to start out a little bit easier. Um, and there's a book out called Court, uh, Court of the Blind King, something like that. It's mm-hmm. an Ideneth Deepkin book. I sent the picture to you. Mm-hmm. And it's got this king sitting in an underwater throne looking like a total snide badass. And if you know about anything about me, I love 
snobby, snide assholes. Elves. The, 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 the best kinds of villains. The best kind of elves. The best kind of elves, exactly. So I was like, I want to make this guy. Uh, it, it's okay. It's not my idea for, I didn't come up with it, but I just want to make this cover art into an actual physical 3D model. And so I did some research about what kits from the Iron and the Thiepkin would best uh, make this thing. And I discovered it was the one, uh, the... Kellyan King. Yes. And he comes with like uh, three different kinds of heads, uh, three different sets of weapons, uh, uh, two kinds of torsos. It's a very rich kit. And he's also seated so you could have him in that sitting pose. He, yeah, but the, the picture I think has crossed legs. Uh, which is also kind of just regal, you know. He's got this. Oh yeah, this, this kind of thing going on. Yeah, like he he needs a like a little glass of wine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna need some leg and some knee cutting, and I'm gonna need to mess with the hands because his other hand is just draped over the pommel of his sword. Oh, like a total badass. Oh yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna need to do some some just some mild conversion, just repositioning legs. That's not difficult to do, um, and then kind of hiding the gaps, but. I think that's an easy thing for me to accomplish. I get to have a little bit of fun and make a cool underwater throne. That's easy to do. Um, but again, I haven't done it a- at all. Started that. Yeah, you've, you've these are just just dreams at this point. Yeah. Did you order? Did you order any of the models? Yep. Okay, that's step one. Step one. They're on the way to me right now. Okay, that's good. I got yeah. tracking. Oh, you got tracking. That means it's going to be real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, what have I painted? I'm almost done with the dragon. I think I'm to the point where I'm not going to be, I'm not going to share any more pictures of him. Of no? Her, of her. Oh, because you're being secret? I'm being secret. What about with the broods and brewettes? We don't get to see either? I, maybe I can, maybe I can put it on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So uh, John's still under the assumption that someone is going to see it and then like paint better than him and beat him out. This is a very this is a very classic competitive miniature painter thing to be secret about what you're doing. Yeah, I want the final reveal to be. <sighs> That's the crowd of Wembley yeah. Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of me walking down the Schomburg hallway, trying not to trip and drop the freaking model. <laughs> God, that was the scariest thing. Yeah, and that day's gonna come again this year. We're gonna be carrying models. I want us to make or buy those fancy boxes. I showed you that one. That I like stalker saw of Ben Comets, the one that he uses. Yeah. But I know a lot of those European guys um, make their own. I think it wouldn't be that hard to make. And I got a few good ideas about how we could make us some, some solid display miniature travel cases. Travel cases. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we're going to, oh, do we, do we, do we spread a little bit of a tip today too? If like, if we're going to be traveling, then. Oh, did we? Did, I don't know. You want to spoil that? Not yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. If we're going to be traveling, it would be nice to have it as our little like carry on thing underneath the seat in front of you. Let's figure mm. out airplane dimensions. They're all different. Very annoyingly. What a bunch of jerks. Yeah. Um, or at least our overhead. You can figure out the average. Yeah. Overhead. And then we like pick our airline <laughs> based on what. Um, why don't you spoil it, Scotty? Me and John bought tickets to go to Los Angeles. And we're not there for fun. Although it's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. We're going to teach a class in Los Angeles in May? Yeah, May. May, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to remember. Um, we don't have a place picked out yet. We have a three or four prospects. Yeah, we've got some good leads. To look into. Um, but yeah, if you're in the LA area, um, 
I don't know, consider coming out to our class. It's, it's going to be very similar to the one that we're doing in Minnesota in its upcoming February. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, got, we found some cheap tickets, which as we maybe alluded to earlier, uh, that was pretty much the only reason why we wouldn't go to a place because of the cost. And we found some cheap tickets to go to LA. And that's a big city. Lots of miniature painters there, likely. So yeah, we're excited. You can't buy tickets yet because we haven't found a spot yet. We want to want to find the spot first, have all the details first, and then we'll start We'll start selling them. Yeah, it, but that's the first. That's the first step. Like we buy tickets. Okay, we know we're now doing we're a thing. We know the date is the thing. Mm-hmm. Now we start checking off boxes on the list. Mm-hmm. We'll get that. We'll get that as soon as we figure it out. Yes, you guys will hear. If we don't find a place to have a, a class, then you and I are just going on vacation together. I guess we're just going to go to Disneyland. Because <laughs> my wife, my, I mean, we can't like swap out a wife because our names are on the tickets. <laughs> you and me. Sweet. I kind of like the direction of this. <laughs> Sorry, sweetie. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, we haven't, we haven't said that yet, but that's the first time. All right. So, yeah, and we sold out. Our Minnesota class. Yeah, dude. It was awesome. What kind of world do we live in? Uh, like, a, like a month before the event. Yeah. And we're cranking on this, this the plan for yep. curriculum. Yep. Blow your minds. We're the best. Unlike anything you've ever experienced, pyrotechnics. You never tasted it either. Yeah. You'll be seeing smells and Every hearing sense sounds. will be <laughs> plugged. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't say a hole. I said <laughs> sense. <laughs> Oh right, <laughs> all right. What else? We what else? Uh, oh, you did. You talked about dragon. Yeah, I, I talked about dragon. the nothingness. I did. Yeah, well, I did nothingness last time. Okay. Um. Otherwise, I don't have anything exciting, f- fun to share. It's it's. Well, you already shared fun things. Yeah, we got fun things. We got fun things. We got. We're fun. We're exciting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Trust us. Well, now on to the topic segment, which this time is an interview with John and Sam. Hope you guys enjoy that. So, hi. Um, I'm here with John Ninas? Ninjas. John, John Ninjas. John Ninjas. And I'm here with Sam Lenses. More than one lens. That's right. L-E-N-Z. <laughs> it's hard for some people to, to spell. Yeah. But it always comes from a point of appreciation where they're like, Sam Lentz is my favorite painter. I'm like, I love, thank you. I love you too. It's not how you spell my name. <laughs> right. Do you really love me? If you can't spell I my name. I guess things that sometimes love is, has no words. It's, it's beyond words to describe. More than words. I think that was a great ballad, rock but ballad. What, what love really takes is patience. All we need is a little patience. God, oh, look, I like that segue, Sam. So, obviously, uh, Scott is gone, and we have upgraded here on the podcast. We have upgraded to uh, my co-host is today, Sam Lenz, and we're going to talk about what all we need. <laughs> yeah, we um, wanted to talk about the, um, I don't know, just point it, just talk about patience in, in miniature painting and the necessity for it. And you showed me a list of possible topic ideas. Yeah. I liked that one because it will lead us to a lot of the other points that you had. Yeah. I bullet think, point list. I think that, that, I mean, the one thing we just kind of jammed on when you first um, brought this up to you as being the topic you wanted to discuss was like, um, yeah, it's, isn't this supposed to be a cathartic, a non-rushing, a very, you know, 
easy to uh, like work our way through slowly and not feel rushed hobby. In painting, it's not supposed to be a rush. Well, we forget that. Right. And to, to hit the, the first nail right on the head, the average hobbyist is uh, working with this quality versus <laughs> quantity and time invested <sighs> equation. Right. Like I have X amount of time to spend with, you know, on my, my hobby or whatever, the work that I'm doing, and I need to produce an immediate result because most people in this territory are war gamers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're, I need a a result that I can show every time from the work that I put in every night. And that's just the, the pressure. You know, you have deadlines, you have tournaments to get ready for. Yep. So that right there is one of the things that, and and then af, so after that deadline hits, you finish for the tournament, that pressure remains. I think a lot of people, I don't know, it's a, a lack of patience can um, impede your improvement mm-hmm. is the thing because it takes time to try something new, fail at it a couple of times. So I just wanted to get that one out, out of yeah. the way right before we get into the really like, so you can shut it off now if you're just. Uh, you know, we just want the short just, version. If you're just playing the the game on the tabletop with models you brought to life, then you're good. We got that. We got that covered. I understand, but we just want to just find the silver lining in that. Um, having some variety and and not putting the the pressure on yourself makes a more enjoyable time like time spent. Yeah. Um, I and. We're in this this modern age and things aren't slowing down. Mm-hmm. They're probably probably only to get more complicated as, as far as um, social media fronts and mm-hmm. in the double-edged sword of inspiration slash I should be doing that right now too. And again, less patience, more rushing and, and pressure that you put on yourself. So I always, I try to remind myself of when I very, when I started out <laughs> before the internet existed. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and and it was just me by myself in my room, bringing these little orcs to life, mm-hmm. coloring them in, and I had no idea that I would ever go to a tournament or a painting competition or ever show any of my work to anyone that I didn't see like face to face. I never painted it thinking, I want to go and show this to somebody. It was just like... Awesome. I'm getting that gratification for myself, you know, just like sitting there and just filling a sketchbook or it's this meditative activity, you know, that just brings you kind of um, some some calmness and and happiness. Yeah, because when we were kids and we would, you know, we draw our muscly men with the swords or the the machine guns in their arms, like it was for the satisfaction of like, I drew this fucking cool looking dude, you know, like maybe some of your buddies in, you know, in fifth grade were like, oh man, you're the best drawer. Hey dude, look at this dude. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And and that was before all this complexity of, of us trying to, to, draw a a thing that we'd put on the internet and thousands of people would like it was never the point and and so does yeah there's just a lot of of pressure and and rushing i think that can uh someone can kind of scoop up as as they move along through the the hobby world and just remembering to uh stay patient and so i like to to look at it like this if this is something you enjoy you're always going to be painting Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're not going to yep. stop painting, so just enjoy every step of the journey. Yep. Don't don't worry about picking up the next thing when you haven't really sat down and gotten your groove in the last thing. 
there's a Stephen King book, Insomnia, and one of the characters tells the main character, everything I do, I rush through so I can do something else. And yeah, yeah I'm like, so you're, yeah. Yeah, you're constantly producing rushed work so you can get to the next piece of rushed work. Right. And at what point are you are you sacrificing what the elevation of your painting could be just to rush? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's deep. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like like those are just little things I try to remind myself. And uh, you know, sometimes I am super motivated and I get a thrill from the rush. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to double use the word rush there. <laughs> rush <laughs> from the rush. Just Tom alliteration. Sawyer. Uh, <laughs> great Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Shout out to uh, to Rush. I know there's a lot of people in our community that are big fans of Rush because I see the shirts at every convention. Yeah, they are. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. That's right. Um, and so to, to take a step back when we're talking about deadlines and painting your, whether it's a deadline for a competition of painting, whether it's a deadline to you need to have your painted army for an event, um, Sam, do you think you can still learn and improve your painting under such, you know, deadlines like that? You think it's still possible? No, I, th- I think you're, um, well, yes, <laughs> there's <laughs> a, there are such a variety of people, but I, I think it will impede the uh, learning process. Like, let's say you have, you know, three nights a week to paint you take one of those nights and just practice let's say edge highlighting might be a weak point or an unknown Mm -hmm. area for you Mm -hmm. taking one night and taking from your hundreds if not thousands of unpainted (laughs) models that are going to continue to stack up and just all right i'm not going to finish this model all i'm doing is edge highlighting it i'm just Mm -hmm. practicing this one technique tonight and then when you so you've spent your you know three hours of painting that evening or 20 minutes whatever you have to work with then the next time you go back and paint having mastered the edge highlighting this i mean in other areas you know sports music you practice fundamental activities to improve your long game for for what is actually important like you're learning drums you're going to sit down there and just do your single and double strokes Mm -hmm. you don't sit down and play a complete song every time or do a solo right because the fundamentals of the skills required to execute that solo aren't sound in your game yet yep and personal satisfaction man as long as you're having fun you're doing it right and there are projects that i've built and never painted Hmm. and now these days it's actually kind of handy to have them around Mm -hmm. if someone doesn't have has no clue what this is Mm -hmm. or if i'm teaching a student or something i can show them the raw materials combined so it like i don't know it kind of comes back around you have things hanging out that remind you of the time you spent and i don't know it's it's okay to not complete something and just take that that bit of learning that you that you got from it yeah and i I think you did a you the the deep point that connects with me on that is that putting something to the side is not a failure it's not your lack of ability or of you know quality of work that has caused that to sit on the shelf. That doesn't mean you failed. The, you're just going where your passion is, and if your passion leads you somewhere else, and that's going to keep you painting, then that's where you should go. the The shame does not lie in failure; it lies in quitting. Mm. Because you didn't put it down and then walk away from the painting table. 
Yeah. The key is you put it down. (laughs) Yeah. The key is you put it down to pick something else up. Yeah. You just follow the muse sometimes. And then again, some people, you have a deadline, you have something to work towards, but the pressure remains. So just don't forget that. And don't forget how you felt when you first started this before, uh, things became so much more advanced. Yeah. I I won't even say complicated because we do this for fun. Right. At the end of the day, there's an enjoyment and a personal satisfaction in this. And I mean, even when you have a deadline, when you hit that deadline and you have all 2000 points painted and you can make it to the tournament tomorrow, there is a satisfaction there. (sighs) This this oozing of relief. Um, But I, I, I warn you not to use that as your guiding force for continuing to paint because that that will run out and in you eventually um and if you are not enjoying the process at some point you're just gonna the day will come when you say eh, i'm just not gonna go to that tournament right i'm not gonna paint it yeah. too much I'm, and i don't enjoy it so i'm just not gonna go what we need is a hate ball you <laughs> have a miniature that you dislike <laughs> and when you're frustrated you just slap it with paint and a brush right. Or stab it with an exacto, or <laughs> colors you hate. Clip its nose off. Right. Just like I'm you're feeling very dark today. <laughs> so I, I took that in a weird direction, but <laughs> your little effigy intentionally punished project. Because I, I wanted to say, like, in it really sucks when you sit down. Every model's a commitment in time, and like you're painting a group of them, and you're like, okay. I'm painting the color silver for the next. I have five hours of silver to do. Mm -hmm. I can do that tonight or within the next seven days because it's such a drag just grabbing another little side project. Mm -hmm. Not even something and maybe just building something because modeling is also just a great hobby to assemble. And some people started from building model cars and all that. And there are a lot of wonderful kits and the complexity is kind of the fun part. I was a bit of a Lego maniac. Oh, you were. <laughs> you don't paint those. <laughs> I mean, you could, but most people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Um, so I mean, that, that touches on something that I wonder too. Um, so when we're talking about patience and, and then you bring up the building aspect, I think more of us need to spend a little bit more time having patience in the building aspect so we don't spend a whole bunch of time in all of our like ooze all of our our energies and our focus into this model and we didn't clean up the mold lines correctly and we didn't fill gaps correctly if we were we Guilty. weren't we weren't patient Guilty, patient with the building process too sometimes i lie to myself and i'm like you know if i just file that and then spray paint the seam will probably disappear <laughs> yeah probably sometimes it does <laughs> other times <laughs> It really doesn't. <laughs> yep. And if you can see it, that. Yeah. if you can see it, other people can probably. It's just appreciating the process that you're going through, I think, is yep. the. I think. And, and, and hey, man, if, if you don't want to, then don't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> These words are, are just suggestions. Yeah. If if you, I mean, when you talked about having three day, three nights a week to paint or whatever, and to get the most in one night of those. Eight is, days a week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Every day. <laughs> Um, to make the most of your time and you're talking about focusing on something like edge highlighting maybe maybe it's not a, a good use of your time to spend one of those days cleaning the model you know mm-hmm. <coughs> maybe I'd be more productive to actually spend it edge highlighting and not 
cleaning the model, right? Is yeah. there, a, is, am I learning more and getting more for my time by doing that? Yeah. And, and this applies, I think, to multiple um, areas of mini painting. It's not just a competitive mini, miniature painter. It's not just the, I'm, I'm literally putting on three colors so I can play tomorrow. It's the whole spectrum, right? And if you're not enjoying it, either f- pay somebody else to do it <laughs> or, or find your fun, right? Yeah. Yep. And if you pay somebody else to do it, you're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The people, this this audience is probably uh, of the, the latter, the more right. focused on the art kind of audience. There's <laughs> not someone trying to discover, unlock uh, secret tactical moves. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Roll a six. Right. That's what you should have done. That's <laughs> your first mistake. Yeah, strategy Second is. Second mistake was then not rolling another six again. Yeah. Instead, you rolled a one. That's why we're here. That's yep. why you lose. <laughs> At the end of the so, day, it's a it's a it's a it's a slot machine, right? But it's knowing the, the length of my forearm and leaning on the table can be used to my advantage <laughs> at times. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna guess range on a. Uh, I think uh, 31 inches. <laughs> How did you know that? Oh, I know the distance between my elbow to my middle finger. But really, I only know the length of my feet, and it's hard to get those on the table. So <laughs> setting your setting your shoes on the table can be kind of a power move. Because right. no one's going to know if you're wearing cowboy boots if they can't see your legs at a tournament. <laughs> uh, all right, so, so we're talking about patience, and I think we did kind of hit what I would consider like the the – surface level, you know, in order to get better, you need to have patience with yourself. Um, but I think there's some other aspects of patience that we don't often kind of consider in the mini painting, uh, realm. Um, Sam, do you have any more abstract, uh, or maybe a little bit more interconnected examples of, of how patience, um, applies to maybe the work you do or, or things that you, you teach your students about? No. <laughs> yeah, of course. The, the abstractness just comes out of me. But uh, it's, um, you know, just, and everything's a metaphor with a, with a secret narrative for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to compare it to a gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get in what you, you get out what you put into it. And, you know, it's a lot of the time the people ask me for feedback and one of the number one things I say is you need another round of highlights and like you have a wonderful depth and midtone established and you just added a single highlight to it. But think about the uh, space that you're covering. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller as you're kind of working in concentric circles. Sure. So to take five minutes and add another layer of highlights to something that's already like done cover such a small amount of space can greatly increase the the result that you that you achieve that you get out of this mm-hmm. just a, a second layer of tiny dots and slashes of just like some thinned down white or something it's because it's it's about that volume in in that sense of contrast just right. a little extra time can improve it by by miles you, yeah and i think <laughs> you're you're talking about that last that last 10 percent and we often the, the last ten percent of the mini painting, which can often give you eighty percent of of value in that last ten percent of real world time, 
Those you numbers know. don't lie. <laughs> I just make them up. 80% of statistics are, are false. Uh, <laughs> oh, we've been thinking the same thoughts a lot today. I, th- I was like, I love that line. And uh, you said uh, the, the term instant gratification, or the phrase yeah. instant gratification earlier. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I had that one loaded up. I was you just going waiting. to say it because it's, and that's, that's, <laughs> and that's a cool thing about why I like sharing miniature painting yeah, it's like a, you know, it means a lot to like my my heart to like teach people, encourage them, motivate them, or inspire them to do this uh, meditative activity. Something that I feel like humans making artwork will never go away. There are some things that we hang on to because they're enjoyable, like a bicycle mm. is could be completely irrelevant compared to modern transportation, but it sticks around. And so, in the face of all this instant gratification and same day deliveries right you know sharing a miniature painting with people and putting a little bit of uh, meditative patience into the world makes me feel good and you only exist in relation to other people <laughs> oh. so we are the world around us and that's some, that's some <laughs> deep, you want it abstract right the <laughs> deep cuts by <laughs> sam lins yeah it, uh, and i think i think there's something that that it really hits a heartstring of the of this hobby in what you just said in that is this purpose of this creation of art, this, particularly this this small art form, is an exercise in patience. And so we should be leaning into that curve instead of trying to fight it and find ways to to make it quick and dirty and easy. Because, I mean, quite frankly, if we look out there and We'll probably use some clickbaity title for the name of this podcast episode. Clicker too. for tons of viruses. <laughs> right, right. The quickest way, the easiest way, speed painting, do it faster, space marines yeah. in 30 minutes. The title will be, this video went viral. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh, it did? What is this? <laughs> oh, it must be true. I'll click it. Right. Um, so we're always looking for the quick fix, which is, you know, the antithesis of what this hobby is and not. Not that we're saying don't do your best to try to absorb and improve and set your timeline in a, a an elevated track. We're not saying that. We're just saying um, in those moments, absorb and don't waste them by turning your brain off by going through the process and be patient and, uh, and attentive to that painting step. Have uh, And ask yourself this if you're listening. Have you ever timed yourself when you're painting? which may not be the most patience-inspiring activity. <laughs> but I, I say this because a lot of people ask me how much time I spent on something. Mm. And also, you know, back to the quantity versus quality equals time equation. Mm-hmm. Um, people, I think they they might be surprised with what they can produce if they force themselves to spend 10 hours on a single miniature instead of 10 hours on a, a unit of models. Oh. You, you're <laughs> underestimating yourselves. I believe that you are capable of better things than you think you are because practice and time spent is how you achieve these results. You get faster at it, but still, I even if I produce um, a high-quality model in 15 or 20 hours, like it's still a lot that's still a lot of time yes it is 15 hours of, of any one thing is a lot of that thing yes when we look at the, we we each have a finite number of hours in our lifetime right 
I have about 72 left. <laughs> yeah. So I better make the most of those 72. Do uh, I want 71? <laughs> it's clocking. He's taking Scott's, a Scott's uh, telling us from the... No. He's not over there. <laughs> from the clouds. Shh, they don't know that. They, he's, they assume he's over there. I know. There. He's over there. It's camera actually. right. Camera left, camera right. Oh, he's just... He's cracking up and laughing so hard right now. Bel- he's really trust enjoying us. this. He thinks we're hilarious. Yeah. It's way better without him. <laughs> he gave you the thumbs up. <laughs> So, Sam, this is something we, we kind of touched on the other, what was it, there's the last night, this morning, I don't know, it's all blurring together. Touched uh, a lot. We touched, we did touch a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, we we talked about, um, but when people ask you how much time something took, um, why, why is, I mean, is that an a relevant question to you? I lie to them. <laughs> yeah, right. I say I don't remember. I could give an estimate. And I used to, but these days, yeah, the, uh, let's make another metaphor. <laughs> okay. How many points do you think I can score in a game of basketball versus Michael Jordan? Not as many. The game is the same length for both of us, right. but I feel that a person who's practiced more, their time will be more effective. Right. So it's hard to tell somebody like, oh yeah, I spent 10 hours on this. So then someone who's been painting for one week goes and spends and they're like oh, yeah, i couldn't do that and I, sometimes a lot of people comment like i tried this once and it didn't work and they're like disappointed and it's like i've tried it once as well but i then tried it a second and you know 10th 20th time yes like those reps build muscle baby You're right the the you asking the question of how many hours did this take you me giving you an answer an answer, no matter what my answer is, is completely arbitrary. It doesn't matter what that number was. What did you hope to gain from that question? It's yeah. And I know it sounds like I'm contradicting myself by saying, time yourself. I'm not going to tell you how much time I spent on something. <laughs> you do it, but I'm not going to do it. Do as I say, not as I do. I just want you to achieve a personal satisfaction with your work instead of comparing, getting lost in comparisons. That's the secret to happiness right. that we all know. It practice and don't get lost in comparisons, but they're very, they're very hard for, for some of us. I mean, I, everybody struggles with that. That's yeah, a very human you, thing. We all are kind of jockeying or comparing in so many aspects of our life um, to others. And that's often how we as humans measure success is in, in relation to others in, in the same area. Well, and that's, the nature of advertisement right. is to teach us to compare ourselves to what we we don't have or what we could right and what we think we need now <laughs> yeah we don't so have it's it. like i don't know it, that's the world but just having a little awareness of how this works and how what it's doing to you just a little bit of awareness there like can, can kind of change your perspective and give you make you a little more mindful about things and hopefully inspire a little bit of patience and, and space in your life yeah you just looped that right back into patience i was like sam is way out in right field picking dandelions and suddenly he said patience and i was like we're back at it flowers are pretty i always thought that (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) want to ride bikes (laughs) oh man i do want to ride bikes there's a sick jump behind uh scott's house we could pilot some leaves and do do flips yeah (laughs) sweet sweet sorry sweet bike you take it on any jumps <laughs> yes, we'll make one of sprue and we shall paint it the brightest gold. I want to, you know, I want to share a moment that um 
I think we've kind of, we've talked about the patience, but a moment mm-hmm. that really inspired me early on painting miniatures and it's, it will make you laugh because it's so simple. Um, I got into this because I have a brother who's six years older than me. I have two brothers and one sister. I like rainy days in movies, but I have uh, my oldest brother. So I got to get into this really early. I was, I think I was like seven or eight years old when I first started seeing miniatures. He had like some Grenadier models, but the big moment was when he got that RTB-01, Rogue Trader box number one, the first box of the the ivory plastic space Marines. Mm -hmm. And um, there was that Blood Angels codex cover where the sergeant has solid gold armor my brother took a one of those marines spray painted it solid gold and it uh, just the shininess i saw that and it was like i'll never forget that moment i was like it's so cool and it's literally just one color <laughs> but it was shiny and it wasn't the color the plastic was it just like a little light bulb went off like over my head like i don't know i just <laughs> wanted to share that it was it's such a simple thing and like because it's 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 the first step of really what we're everything after that and in every aspect that like to try to push the boundaries of what this tiny figure could end up looking like that's kind of at a basic level what we're doing anyway it's like oh it's bare plastic toy and now it's not that he brought it to life yeah i love i love saying that phrase lately (laughs) referring to painting models is bringing them to life it's that moment when it's right there and it's just ready to walk away it's it's and it now live right it's you 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 know you're the mama bird and you're letting it off of the nest and hopefully it doesn't (laughs) splat on the ground oh yes we are all our own mother birds of our (laughs) tiny plastic family so we're not saying to literally drop your miniatures out the window when you're done painting them and hope they fly but you know this apparently this podcast is now all about analogies Birds. and metaphors so we're we're just gonna keep going with that scott gave us a thumbs up it's fine right yeah he said everything you guys have said <laughs> has been as golden as that space marine yeah so i guess um in the comments <laughs> let people know how you have found some patience because everyone, everyone can read through the comments and just share that information with each other just like we're trying to put it out there yeah, and, and I think um, that this is your hobby that you should enjoy. Yeah, and, and if I mean, if we're not learning from each other, we're we're only hurting ourselves because, like we said, there's only a finite amount of revolutions around the sun. One, one. I told Sam <laughs> earlier we only I was trying. I was trying only to be one like, trip around, Sam. <laughs> like one year. <laughs> I was trying to be all, all like wise and like thoughtful, and I said, Sam, we only get one loop around this sun. He's like one year we only get to live a year yolo <laughs> i'm like you know what i meant. that was a beautiful thing i know exactly <laughs> what you meant yeah i love you man so back to it we get so you get a finite number of hours and so you cannot in your lifetime achieve every single thing on your own by trial and error for everything instead you can learn from others, be open to their experiences and their trial and errors, and maybe save yourself a couple of those hours, still commit yourself to spending those hours that you need to to, to get the, the technical aspect, but don't be afraid to learn. I could get a good look at a T-bone by sticking my head <laughs> up a bull's ass, but I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. No, wait, it's your bull. <laughs> it's the butcher. <laughs> All right, I don't know if anyone's going to get that because we're old men and we love good old comedies, but 
Hopefully, yeah. some we, we lost those people at Legos. We lost them at Legos. <laughs> That's not Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Minecraft, old men? <laughs> All right. All right. So, guys, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here, even though Sam and I could do another four hours on patience because we're patient. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, thanks, Sam, for joining me and for kicking Scott out. Um, this was a lot of fun. We'll have you back again soon. We're going to have Sam's info in the links below uh so you can check out sam on instagram you can find him on twitch you can find him on tabletop minions you can find him in your backyard peeking through the window <laughs> <laughs> oh no the dark man is back <laughs> Peace. yeah thank yes uh, <laughs> thank you for having me wow yeah! wow yeah you did such a good job in that i know interview. i did i did and sam was okay yeah <laughs> honestly you were the star of the show yeah uh, that's that. all right so We've now done two of these yes. interview styles where it's one of us and one guest. In our next one, we've got another one scheduled. Yes, scheduled. January. We're not coming out in January, but we're recording it in January. It'll, yeah, it'll probably come out in February. Yep. Um, we're going to we're gonna tag team, double team supreme. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you would appreciate us wording it like that. Yeah. Uh, we, we're not going to spoil who it is yet, but uh, he will be... He'll be here, and we will come at him at all angles like a spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to see what you guys think of the different versions. Which do you like better? Spoiler, it's going to be better. With both of us? <laughs> with the spider monkey strategy. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have his attention on you, and I'm going to kick him in the back of the kneecap, and he's going to be like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Yeah. He's going to be on his knees, then I'm going to punch him in the temple. <laughs> So we treat our guests right, right. So, because we we want to, as it as it happens, as these fall into our lap, as we can find people that Pretty can much meet up with they, us, they just fall into our lap. Yeah, yeah. Then we want to make them as best as possible and be gracious hosts. Absolutely. So, hope you enjoyed that one with Sam. Yes. Uh, thank you, Sam, for for being here. What a dude! What a dude! He's also running a best wicker hat contest at Adepticon. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. He and Uncle Adam, oh crap! I got another piece of news to share. All right, so he and Uncle Adam are are putting on a best wicker hat competition. Um, oh, this is crazy. And the uh, the winner gets a twenty four ounce twisted tea. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's part of the it's part of the mystique. Oh 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 oh. That's a drink. Yeah, it's a drink. Okay, I was like, is this a tie dye T shirt? And you get twenty. Like it's like twenty four ounces. You get a drink. You get a can of twisted tea if you win. Wow. So okay, if you, if you have a good wicker hat and are going to Adepticon, I kind of oh, want one man. of those. I want to want one. What are you saying right now? <laughs> I want to have one of those big rice patty ones. I have one. You have one. But it's at my mom's house. It was like a are you going to go to your I'm mom's like... house between now and Adepticon? Well, we kind of drive. Through Wisconsin, near where they live. Mom! Mom! Get the hat! I need my hat! <laughs> Bye! My mom has all these, like, old costumes that I wore in high school and grade school, and that was that was part of a costume one time or something. Or I bought it when I was in Chinatown in Chicago. Probably that. Probably that. Yeah. Probably that. Otherwise, it's... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know why else you'd have it. Yeah, I, Your mom's like, we're going we're gonna to do the most racist Halloween <laughs> costumes we can possibly come up with. <laughs> do you know who Filthy Frank is? No, I don't. Okay. Is this just like your neighbor or something? <laughs> Filthy Frank is a, he's a YouTuber of legend. 
who was known for just you know not not being PC and just like breaking the rules. Oh, and he has this video about how to say hello in thirty different languages, and it's basically him making fun of a bunch of cultures. Sure, he was born and grew up in Japan. Um, and so like, he he gets a little bit of a lean leeway there. Yeah, and like his his hello for Myanmar is flushing a toilet. <laughs> And then his hello for he like he he repeats some of these things. You gotta see this video. I'll show you. Uh, but his uh, is I think for China or some Asian country is welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker. <laughs> and then like he re he reuses it like three times in a row. It's like Japan, China, like Taiwan, and then the fourth one is rice fields. <laughs> it's like welcome to the rice fields. Um, oh, the comedic timing. Yeah. It's funny. Oh, okay. But uh, what we're talking about? We're talking about wicker hats. Oh, news. Okay. So also there is a rumor going around. Uh Oh, rumors that at Adepticon this year, there's going to be a wrestling match, a tag team wrestling match. Can we tag team against Sam? Uh, it's this is what I'm told. (laughs) Hesitation. It is you and I versus what the hell? Sam and Adam. We're gonna get destroyed by Sam alone. (laughs) I got a strategy. Okay, okay, okay. We pull Adam by his foot back to our corner and don't ever let him get over to tag Sam in. Never let him tag Sam in. And then I think we got a shot. Okay. That's a good idea. Take his glasses so he can't see which corner is his. Who? Where did you hear this? It's, It's roaming around the internet. What if Duncan and Darren were on a team? Oh, man. Representing Team England. What would they? They would just like throw teacups. Yeah, and saucers. Yeah, <laughs> shatter them on your head. Yeah, kind of brutal. Yeah, and like pour null oil down your throat and make you swallow it. It's <laughs> okay, like, oh. where did you hear this? I've never. It's heard going this. around on all the Twitch streams. Oh, okay, it's the Twitch thing. So it's like it's 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 making its way. It's permeating all these other, and it's building up. When I only heard about this like the other day, and apparently this has been building. For weeks. Okay. So Do I don't know. know where the ring is. Do you have short shorts? Short swords? <laughs> Do you have short shorts? Do I have short shorts or yeah. short swords? Short shorts. I, I could put the short swords in the short shorts. Do you have short shorts though to put the short swords in? Man, you can enunciate way better than me. Oh. Uh there was a I can phase. get like I I have boxer shorts. Those no, are pretty no, no, short. No, 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 no. Oh, you mean like like athletic short shorts, like like seventies basketball player shorts? Yes, I'm sure I could get some. Okay, is yep, that our we uniform? Have, we have the t-shirt. We have the tryhard t-shirt. Yeah, we do. We are the tryhards. Sweatbands. Yeah, short shorts. Okay, long white socks. Got it. With stripes on the top. Yes. Can we can we need like uh uh chucks? Oh, Converse All Stars. Yeah, we could do that. I have ones that are black with flames on them. How stupid is that? That's pretty bad. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yes. Okay. We have our uniform. There the tryhards. Yeah. Okay. We're set. We'll start training. So what happens when Sam is the first to go in? Well, we didn't account for that strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, never, this is crazy. I've never heard this. Uh, we run. Okay. <laughs> you just run around the mat. <laughs> yeah. You okay? He's like some lumbering guy. He's not agile at all. <laughs> he can't catch us. That's how these things work. Yeah, they're very. It's very. That's how video games work. At least. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. All right. We'll get it. Uh, all right. So you run him my way into our corner. You turn left 
that's where the short sword comes in. Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> right into his ribcage. <laughs> yeah. Stabbed. That, well, that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I stabbed a guy. <laughs> you better lay low for a while. <laughs> oh, man. Come before you say I'm <laughs> short swords and short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, news. Some actual news. All right, so you want to bring this up? Yeah, now now t- time to get sad. Yeah. Fantasy Flight Games is a company that is local to us. They're actually in Roseville, where I live, in Minnesota. Um, I can drive three minutes and be there um, at their headquarters. And recently... Uh, they laid off a bunch or in the process of laying off a bunch of employees from their online support group. And at the time of this recording, it is a total of 10 employees. Um, that was confirmed from a local uh, resource, uh, but there could be more. Uh, we don't entirely know. Um, and also it is the same thing that is affecting this group seems like it's also affecting their RPG group. Um, this is a little confusing and kind of out of left field. Mm. I mean, this group, they're called Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, <laughs> Fantasy, Fantasy Flight Interactive is the division of the company that's focused on this, which is completely dissolving or is dissolved now, I guess. Yeah. Um, it doesn't surprise me that putting a team of 10 people in play that create support, uh, mostly app support, an online support for their tabletop games was not something that was financially sustainable. That does not surprise me. Now, I'm not saying it shouldn't exist. It absolutely should. There's a lot of really good um, online resources for games. For example, the Guild Ball app is freaking amazing. Yeah, it's very helpful. Super helpful. That doesn't need to be a full team that even even if there was a bunch of these things, you're not. It's more of a a product sustainability than than a uh, force multiplier to your intake of profit. There's a base level of understanding or expectation that makes your game supported and it makes it helpful, integrates technology, but it's not bringing in money, not at the rate of which that. They you probably are spending it. Yes. They are spending to keep this team alive. <clears throat> they probably realize, oh, a couple baseline apps is really all we need for Star Wars Legions and whatever. You know what I mean? Right. We don't need continued support yeah. and updates and stuff like that. So it doesn't surprise me. Um, it's still a bummer. I feel like they're coming out with products at a high enough rate that they could just have a smaller team that was developing new apps for these games that would make them more easy to play uh, and that would keep them employed and adding value to their business consistently. Yeah. Like did the whole thing need to go. Obviously we don't know the answer to that because sure. we're not inside, but yeah. And, and we also need to keep in mind that they're not just a miniatures company. They have no. card games, board they games, board yeah. games, they have RPGs, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a wider spread net i know because i played Keyforge, which is a card game do you like that game i i very much like Keyforge. um that they were looking at first of all they have a they have a quite robust app on how you can track your decks how you can get these basically resources by scanning decks when you buy them and then you can use those to redeem for product at events and at you know 
conventions and stuff like that. Really cool system. Yeah. But they wanted to take it the next step to be able to play the game in kind of a Hearthstone style. Yeah. And that was always, I'm not going to say promised, but that was always implied since the game had been out for over a year now. Okay. That was this team. Uh-huh. So that ain't happening anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would have been a an opportunity for them to generate their own revenue stream. Yeah, absolutely it would. I don't know if it was just, it, it, be, it just became something that they couldn't create to the level they wanted to in time enough for them to continue to bleed money on this. Yeah. I don't know. Shoot skis. Yeah. So that's our big news thing. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Wrestling. <laughs> and people are getting laid off. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they could join the wrestling match. They're going to be angry. Just a bunch of angry FFG employees. <laughs> hey, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, there are a number of ways you can do that. John is sporting one of our tees right now with our <laughs> awesome logo on it by Heavy Hand Illustration. If you want to check him out, Matt Sticker, not Matt Sticker, different guy, sorry. But Heavy Hand does awesome work. He did awesome work on our logo as well. You can buy that on Teespring, links in the description below. You can also become a patron, mm. which is great. Yeah, if you get to be a patron, you get to have the after party as part of your life. <laughs> That is all the music Shrink. that we play in the after party <laughs> in one continuous loop. Yeah. Um, can't even hear the dialogue. Yeah, but you have to wear the wicker rice paddy hat. Yeah. You know, if you're new to the after party, that's how we tell the noobs. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, so part of our, that's part of our hazing. You know, roughly 30 minutes. I think this time it was quite a bit more than 30 minutes of bonus content. I don't, I can't, I don't know. It's all a blur. <laughs> um, so we, we go over and you can submit your pictures of your minis and we'll go over them critique them tell things to get better on things you did well um we ha- talk about things new things we've tried in the hobby uh, or haven't tried in the hobby <laughs> um in scott's case <laughs> and uh what's the other one? Oh, uh, we talk about our favorite minis we found paint jobs we found online recently yeah from and other we, painters yeah. yeah from other painters not ourselves we yeah. don't like our own work <laughs> uh we just like other people's so we chat about that as well so join our patreon you can also chat with us on there um you can join the facebook group trapped under plastic and share your work show us how you're painting every day unlike us show us up yeah how, how you've mm-hmm. been painting every single day for three weeks straight yeah we got people that are like going on a month or more every love, single day you love seeing it there's the dude that paints at taco bell have you seen this have you heard yeah, about yeah, this yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i saw that one time and i was like why it's <laughs> freaking awesome man it's awesome but also why <laughs> i know i want to like it's like it's a great meme shot of like i just want to see a lady with her tray behind him like what? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah so we have that I think that's it yeah tell your nerd friends tell your nerd friends subscribe if you haven't uh give us a review on Apple Podcasts subscribe that, on YouTube yeah all these good things sacrifice your soul to us and firstborn child yeah firstborn child <laughs> tendies baby tendies are the only thing better than chicken tendies oh <laughs> <laughs> oh yikes <laughs> and with that. We will say we see you on the flippity flop.